Salutations and hello from Plato's Gravity. This is not Aaron. It's me, Jason. And this dramatic pause is because Aaron keeps leaning towards the microphone. And if I keep talking, he keeps not talking. And hello, who are you? Uh, My name is Aaron. Hello, Aaron, and welcome. Do you normally have the guests introduce themselves? I don't normally. In fact, we're okay, so we're doing a weird thing today. And that is that uh, I'm actually interviewing you, Aaron. Yes. Today's episode will be called Bourbon Barrel Age something. This is your job. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm actually not familiar. I don't know the name of this beer. It is. It looks like it's written in like Klingon or something. Um, That's nerd. <laughs> nerd. Oh, it's, it's, uh, no, that's the three Floyds. Okay. So it's three Floyds. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's a picture of some sort of satanic samurai with a fucking badass helmet and he's got the devil sign and um yeah why don't you tell us about this aaron why'd you why'd you pick this beer i picked the beer because i was in my basement and i found it and i was surprised that it had not been previously drank i think i bought it two years ago uh while on a trip to see the cubs i stopped by three floyds on the way and i believe you helped me pay for it i think you venmoed me and i got one of every bomber they had that seems like a i i remember doing it so it's a bourbon barrel aged you have um, own and i own and i have own and american style barley wine it is uh, aged in bourbon barrels it's not uh it's not as hot as you think for a bar you know sometimes i you know i'm, like, oh, I'm gonna drink a barley wine it's just gonna be yeah. hot as shit but it's not it's, i mean it's, it's it's not not hot no, no, no but it's not like oh my god um and we're drinking it at almost room temperature mm-hmm it was in the basement. It was probably like it's like sixty two degrees, sixty two degrees in the basement. I think yeah. For for all the uh, I, this is a really good surprise beer. Yeah, because we don't we're not good at cellaring. No, I am we're, very good at drinking. Yeah, I'm very bad at cellaring. This is the first time I've ever cellared a beer, and I had to do it on accident. We we've managed to successfully cellar some of our own beer. Yeah, the bacon beer. Which is um, well, and the molasses. you had actually a beer, the molasses beer you had yesterday. We hadn't, we've had that for a long period of time. Yeah, and it's fine. It's that is very kind of you, sir. It's uh, you might remember Aaron's uh, competition beer. It was gross. It was fine. It's real sweet. Well, it's not. You know what? Honestly, fuck you. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know why I'm aggressively telling you that your beer was mediocre. I feel like. <laughs> There are more. There are other things that I should be doing as your friend, other than being like, you know what, middle of the road, thumbs straight to the side. I mean, it's a thumbs down beer. Guys. It's a thumbs down beer for people who only like good beer. All right, but we're here today talking to you, Aaron, because you have in fact uh, made a beer. I made a beer. It yeah. is a uh, smoked Martin. We don't have it to drink though. What do you, uh, uh, so, so tell me, uh, Martin. Yes, October 1st. It, not for me, because it, clearly I know what a Martin is. Yeah, it's, you know? a, it's a, well, what's interesting about the, the Martin style is if you ask a German, they'll tell you something different, uh, than what you uh, will get if you ask an American. Okay. So let's say that I ask you. If you ask I, an American who speaks some German. I speak not ambition. Why did you give me to speak German on the podcast? I oh, know. Anyway. I used to speak much better German. That's not the point. That's yeah, it's not that. It's not this podcast. It is not. That's not, it's not this podcast. So, no. If you ask me, it is. Uh, it is a nice lager with uh, just enough uh, Munich malt or mm-hmm. Vienna malt or uh, something in there to get the color up a little bit. Get some nice caramelly flavors without any caramel malt. Maybe some uh, bready and toastiness, but mostly Pilsner malt. About a half Pilsner malt. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Reasonably, reasonably high alcohol, uh, like six percent. Re- okay. Reasonable. Okay. So that's it what you. Is what I was attempting to make. Okay. Uh, All right. So yeah, just a nice, a nice fall beer that uh, has some malt uh, to stand up. Uh, no hops to speak of, and uh, yeah, you you might uh, be used to drinking lots of American commercial varieties. However, if you ask a German. Um, it's their beer they drink during Oktoberfest, and I don't know if you know about the Germans. They drink a lot of beer during Oktoberfest. Which so wait, so uh, even German Oktoberfest, you're still looking at like a six percent. No, 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 no. That's the thing. It's a set. It's a much uh, more sessionable okay. beer, and it's more pale in color. It's a different beer altogether, really. Okay. Yeah. 
And I I want I want I I kind of want to point out that I joked about knowing what a Martson was. And the joke was that I didn't remember what a Martson is and now I 100% remember that a Martson is an Oktoberfest. A Martson is an Oktoberfest. That um wow, I An Oktoberfest is a Martson. I've forgotten more about beer than I've ever known. Oh. Yeah. Martin Oktoberfests are not like square rectangles. That's I don't I what a shapely but I simile. Smoked, but I smoked this one. You that's not you're getting your vices mixed up, sir. No, no, it's smoked malt. Oh, oh I see. So if you worked with smoked malt If you listen to the last sparge, you know that my wife Kelly loves smoked beer and so we decided to uh smoke put some smoke into a nice two and a half gallon batch yeah so so walk me through walk me through the process of this you you, you made beer yep cool mash. Done. podcast over fuck it mash sparge boil yeah so you did something this brew day that you have not done before i have never long time sparged. listeners know that aaron is in fact a biab man i have never sparged he's before. a real it's bagger that i could only say before this weekend yeah so so now he's a bag he's a a sparger and a bagger I, there was no bag he's not a bagger vance i don't think i'll be a bagger anymore i don't want to squeeze the bag anymore you don't want to squeeze the sack no i don't you, have to you don't want to um we could do two beers on one day, but I don't really want. Every time we do that, our, one of the beers sucks. Yeah, but I think I think it's worth it's worth noting that you went through a pretty uh, a pretty large equipment overhaul. Yeah. This brew. Yeah, it's very nice. I got the uh, Anvil Foundry, uh, which I was very excited to get, so I unboxed it, and then I made a recipe specifically for it. We had a little bit of a snafu because I used a very long extension cord to get power to it. I did get a GFCI. Uh, end to that extension cord, so I was brewing safely with my electric power in the garage. Uh, but the long extension cord caused it to overheat, so we had a little bit of a false start. The uh, strike water started to heat up and then stopped heating up, but we uh, we remedied that situation with some uh, creative sealing power from the garage door opener, so that was good. Well, that's actually... So, uh, I'm trying to pretend like I was not, in fact, here for the brew day. I was. Why should you pretend that? I Well, because I'm talking to you about how your brew day went, and it was, in fact, our brew day, but it's it is it, it's good to point out that, yeah, that we really fucked some shit up when we, um, by doing the handyman-style plug-in shit into shit into shit to get the cord out to the thing. So positive review on the product. Uh, yeah. It has very good air systems in place to not let you overheat and break it. Yeah, so what it, what it, what ended up happening was, yeah, we I, we put our hand on the... Um, the the ground fault interrupt extension cord dealy. Yeah, and it was quite warm. And every time it would get quite warm... Um, Heat messes with how electricity works. It does. Um, and the Isn't anvil... Isn't heat how electricity works? Uh, no, sorry. I said a wrong thing. Ooh, do you want to talk about... Uh, nope. Okay. Um, yeah, so that got really hot, and every time it would get hot, this was this was a little frustrating. Was um, We didn't know what was causing, but every time I would go out to see how the brew was coming... Aaron would be like, I had to reset it again. We got an E6. There's not an E6 in the book. Yeah, there are error... E6 being error 6, so it's error codes, and 6 being the the number associated with... So you can look in the manual, and there's error codes 1 through 5. Actually, 2 through 5. 2 through 5. Error code 1 is probably reserved for future use. Yes. Um, E6 does not exist, and uh, I can tell you... Having done this many times in my life, it, that is just an error where Javi bias fucked up. Something, yeah, something happened. We don't know. It's not recoverable. We got to stop. Uh, we can't tell you more because it could be any of the literally millions of things that could go wrong. Something went wrong. Period. Eat shit and die. But we figured it out. We yeah. figured it out. Jason, so, Jason touched the touched the, the the ground fault thing. It was very warm. We readjusted, and there were no problems with power after that. No problems with power, but you ran into another issue. Yeah, no, I mean, we just had some like temperature snap. So, so I actually didn't know we had an issue with the temperature. Um, I was a little disappointed because my efficiency was like sixty two percent. I was expecting uh something around one oh six oh, and I ended up with something around one oh four five. Yeah. Uh, so we were, our six percent beer is now going to be more like its German counterpart at around four and a half percent, but it's going to have more color. 
because there's some Vienna malt and some Munich malt in there. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that being said, so we get this... to the, so we, we don't notice the temperature problem until we get to the boil. Yeah. We get to the boil, and I'm sitting in the garage, and I'm not you know I'm sitting in a chair brewing because yeah. why, why you wouldn't do? you? And we have the foundry sitting up on a table. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's you know I can have the temperature gauge at eye level, but I can't see the I can't see the water. I can't see sure. The, I can't yeah. see the sweet sweet wort. Uh, that's being boiled away. The swart, if you will. That is not what we should call it. The I re- I know we like to make the words. We should the shots. It'll it, let the shots reflect that swart is not a word. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm definitely uh, going to put that in the show. Ah, oh, you have the password, but I future doubt editor. I doubt that you edit do this. It. Edit this. Don't don't edit this out. I mean, I'm going to leave it in, but. <laughs> I feel like it's not a podcast first. Somewhere in the world, someone has been the guest on a podcast and then edited that podcast. This is this can't be a first. Uh, or the uh, the guest has been tasked with editing and has in fact just decided not to edit the podcast. When the, the world would never know. Yeah. Okay. So you can't see the water. So I can't see the water. So uh, I'm the getting, toadies come from the water. I'm getting frustrated because the temperature's at two. I'm skipping that. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm getting frustrated because the the temperature's getting. It's a 205 and like not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm sure. like, oh, why isn't this thing like it's only three gallons of water. I know it's only 120 volts because I am using the anvil foundry on the 120 volt setting. Um, why isn't this even getting to a boil? Well, it turns out it was boiling. It was boiling the whole time. Um, but the, the thermometer was just recording uh, 205. I checked it with my dot thermometer. And uh, the yeah. dot monitor, if you the will. The dot monitor. That, yeah. that's, that, that will leave in for sure. The dot monitor. Check the shots. We'll yeah. let you know what we use. Uh, a little link to the dot. Uh, and it's, it said 212 and I was like, oh, okay, so that, so it is boiling everything. Everything is fine. Um, but then I come to wonder, perhaps my mass efficiency problem was that I was mashing instead of at 153, I was mashing more at like 145, which, which may account for the lower conversion of sugar. Yeah. So the, the takeaway from this is that, and this, this is probably good of any equipment you get where there's an onboard thermometer because Depending on what that equipment's been through by the time it gets to you, um, where you got it from, uh, how it, it, it doesn't even matter from the highest end to the lowest end equipment. You should probably just calibrate it. Calibrate your thermometers. Well, in this or, case, like there's not a. I don't know. I can't see that there's a way to calibrate this thermometer, but you can sure. know the. I mean, there's using Google and temperature tables, you can just pour some ice cold water in there, see what the thing registers and then make adjustments on based on yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that would be, I guess the thing is just, uh, even if you can't calibrate it to read correctly, know what your offset is. Right. Or, and I don't think the offset is, is linear for temperature. Maybe not, but I mean, you can test it. Yeah, so, I'm, there's gotta use, be, you can use math. You can put your thermometer, like you can calibrate a thermometer. You can put your thermometer. Damn it. You can calibrate a thermometer and then use that to figure out what the set point should be on the unit. Because what it, what, I, what it did incredibly well was, yeah. hold, was hold temperature. It sure did. We had It was the first time I ever used a pump, too. That was exciting. I used a recirculation pump. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, that little pump was was perfect. It's a nice small form factor. That It comes with these little plastic clamps, which are easy to put on, easy to take off. Um, I'm going to actually buy more of them because I know that I will break them. And then I'll be on brew day, and I won't have little plastic clamps, and I'll need little plastic clamps. They're quite adorable. Yeah, they uh, they're, they're very they're very effective. Uh, there was no there was no leaking, um, despite the fact that the clamps were plastic. Yeah, so this was also your first recirculated uh, mash. Yeah, I recirculated the mash. It was good. Uh, that's an add on, right? Like you have to get that separate. Yeah. So the the system is like two seventy, and then uh, you can get for a hundred dollars, you can get a recirculation kit that comes with a screen for the top, so yeah. that you don't. Uh, so that you don't uh, compact the mash bed when when you're recirculating, uh, it also helps with the sparge. The screen does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it uh, and it comes with the the hoses that you need to uh, to connect it up, like and, a and hoser the, and the pump. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, Blickman's pump. Uh, it's the anvil pump. So it, it's I think it retails at like seventy bucks, and then for thirty more bucks you get the the screen, the hoses, and the clamps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, price wise, honestly, the system pretty fantastic. Oh, I mean, for for the price, I. I read a lot on the interwebs about people who are like, oh, it's no grandfather. The grandfather is the godfather. You have to pay $1,000. Wait till the grandfather's $800. I don't know why I did that. Wait, so um, the, gra- the grandfather's $800. This thing all in total was what? 400 after tax. 400 after tax. I don't need to pay. I feel like 
I, I do. I do want to figure out if there's anything we can do about the thermometer. Well, I mean, if we can calibrate the thermometer, that's great. But we also have a dot thermometer, so I can just like yeah. I can, I can, it's not. It's not going to keep me from making great beer. Yeah. No, I, I think the fact would that be it, nice to calibrate it. Though. If 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 we know what the offset is, though, and we can hold temperature, which yeah. is is what it does fantastically well. Yeah, I mean, we, it was plus or minus one degree, just like it suggested that it was. There was no scorching on the bottom. It was super easy to clean. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of temperature, and I'm disappointed that I'm not going to get to taste that. You know per, that. You know that. You know, moderately sweet beer that it was going to come from keeping it exactly at 153 the whole time because I was probably keeping it at 145 the and whole time. And I'm disappointed that the goal I set when I was a child of growing up to be Batman didn't happen. Mm. Well, um, the good news is for me, I can just make this beer again. I don't know how you, Jason, plan to handle that disappointment. Uh, to be Batman? To be Batman? I don't know, man. I just assumed that by the time I was in my 20s, I would be a, a multimillionaire with tons of gadgets. Well, I mean, the good news about aspiring to be Batman as opposed to aspiring to be some other superhero is, like, I, you can do it. Did you, well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, anybody can, can anyone, become Batman. In fact, well, what's, what's funny is of the people that I can think well, I guess Elon Musk, maybe. I'm not sure if he actually has that kind of bankroll, but um, Bill Gates could bankroll being Batman. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos could. Yeah. Yeah, he could definitely. No, they just he just he just spent all of his money on Tableau. Jeff Jeff Bezos could in fact be uh, his his ex wife could now in fact be Batman. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> what's, I what's you know the, what? what it was an what's amicable. The, what's, what's the non gendered? What's the non gendered Batman? The hold on. Do you mean do you mean Batgirl or are you talking no, like no, no, no. a I'm talking neutered about gender, version? Uh, gender, of, yeah, bat person, bat person, bat person just sounds. I'm bat person. Bat it's person just, sounds like instead of being a uh, instead of being a superhero, they work in human resources somewhere, <laughs> and they're just not. That's that like, person. You, like you, not you, that person. It's oh, just that person, that person who works in. Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> I just I just feel like the the PC police for like half animal half people like it's they're not a horse woman they're a centaur or something is so, that person so another thing that I that I, there was a lot of first yesterday for me in the brew day yes it's the first time that I brewed without a uh, without a siphon I did not use an you siphon. looked at me he looked at me. Like I was gonna be shocked about that. No, now, I had to think. I had to think. At what point in the process do we use a siphon? And and, and I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about moving uh, from the the boil into the, the fermenter. fermenter. Mm-hmm. Now, but what I want to know, like, because we we've had we have kettles that have ball valves on them, but I've never just opened the ball valve and let that bad boy go into the fermenter. Yeah, we do. We do have that. Um, and actually, I'm honest. I'm honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the kettles we have that have the valves on them because of the way that we end up using them. the The valves end up uh, usually collecting dirt and grossness, and you have yeah, to be really careful to clean, to clean yeah. them. You have to get a bottle brush or some shit run through run. Uh, run the sanitizer out through the valve, and even then, you know, you still want to run something through it. It's a pain. So, but for this, it yeah. was all clean. It was my first time I used it. Yeah, yeah. It's a relatively easy to clean setup. You can run, you know, I ran some PBW and some sanitizer through it, so I'm certain that it's clean for next time. Yeah. Um, also, the, oh gosh, it has the, we should talk about this. It has the rotating dip tube. Not so, the rotating dip tube. It is My the, God! It is the so so the ball valve that's in there actually rotates. Uh, so the dip tube. So you can actually. Uh, and then the instructions were very handy. They say I like that you're talking about ball valve while using your hand in an upward motion to show uh, lifting balls. Um, that is that cupping motion you're doing is not what I was doing. <laughs> that's that's not the same crude crude humor. I'm so uh, sorry. It's it's fine. You're the host. You can do whatever the hell you yeah. want. Okay, so you lifted some balls. I, I well, so the ball valve yeah. and the, the instructions. And if you, by the way, if you're not, he's in definitely a, if, making if, that if, cupping motion. If you're not an instruction reader, but you get an anvil foundry, the best bit of the entire instructions was the bit that encouraged you to align the ball valve with the with the dip tube, so that you know what position the dip tube is in as you're rotating it, um, so that you can 
so basically it's, it's set up so you can very easily just swivel the ball valve and then you're going to get no trube in your in your runoff. So I just we just I hooked up one of the tubes that came with the pump straight into the fermenter and boom. I have a question for the listeners though. Jason, do you want to gather what it is? I well no, well yes, and also I just love that I know this is a geared podcast and we're talking towards people and we're talking to people that that know what we're talking about. But if you were to go anywhere else and say align the ball valve to the dip tube to eliminate trube in your whatever, it's just a fun thing to say. I just want people to walk out their door and just scream it. It's too much for a t-shirt, I think. I don't know, man. Align the ball valve with the dip tube to eliminate the trube. I mean, mean, front and back, maybe. So what is this this question that you... you... It's, It's about wart oxygenation. So, um, we, now I just bought the foundry. So, uh, but, but people should know that I should still be, be I should still, <laughs> barley wine, I should <laughs> still be accused of being a very cheap brewer. In fact, I think that the brewing equipment I have is far below my means because I am cheap. Um, so what, among the things I don't want to buy is an oxygenation wand, um, which is silly because it's not that expensive. Um, but I had a thought while I was while I was chilling the wort yesterday with the included mm-hmm. wort chiller with the Anvil Foundry. Yeah, uh, which is this: I stir so I, I I stir the wort in a direction counter to the flow of the wort chiller during this time, and I feel like I'm oxygenating the shit out of the wort during this process. Yeah, and it's not like a two minute process; it's like a 10, 10 to fifteen minute process to chill yeah. the wort. It's a it's a it's a bit of a bit of a endeavor, and I know that. Homebrewers probably aren't out there measuring the O2 levels of their wart. So really what I'm asking for is opinion. I beg to differ. Who is doing that? Are you doing it? I just feel like someone is. Okay, if someone is, I want to know if I I need an oxygen wand, if I'm also using a wart chiller and stirring vigorously right before I transfer to the fermenter. Right before you eliminate trube by aligning your balls to the thing. The dip tube. Yep. The dip that's the thing and that's how little baby beers get made (laughs) that is incorrect um so so overall okay you you want to know this over uh, but overall good good experience oh yeah absolutely i highly recommend um i highly recommend the foundry um and I think even with the thermometer mishaps and my own mistakes of, well, of and this is this is the thing I'm curious about is how much of that was related to the power issues we were having beforehand. Right. Like I could have broke it. That's fair. Well, and, and and maybe not necessarily in a permanent sense, but in the sense that when it was running through. So I've done, I've done a fair amount of engineering. Yeah. Things. I'm, yeah. I mean, you might know better than me, but I'm I'm guessing that the thing which reads the temperature is different. Is in a different place in the controller than the thing that, that it's in, makes the heat. Okay, so so you're right. It's in it's in a different place. But if the if the electricity is coming through with a great deal of impotence, if if something's off, if right. too much is coming through, what have you, it could be uh, causing heat to be generated at the sensor itself. So it could be my fault. Maybe, and and it, we didn't have as many. Well, okay. I, things all seem to work fine after the fact, and it could have been incorrect voltage, incorrect what have you. Well, I mean, it was a 15 amp circuit. I mean, yeah, it, it, if any, the problem would be there's too much resistance on the extension cord. I used a 100 foot extension cord, and at the end of that extension cord, I put a GFCI protected extension, like a three foot GFCI protected extension cord. Yeah. So I guess the the question I'm curious to see if it's a thing that happens next time we brew with it. Well, and I'm gonna put some ice. I should have done it before this show, but I'm a little bit lazy. I should have just put some fucking ice water in there and seen what it said. Well, I I think the benefit of this system is we no longer have to. We have to break out one thing to brew, and it doesn't. This was the thing that was most interesting to me. Was it didn't make the brew day honestly go any faster it made it went more it made it go more consistently i had to do less work there was uh there was less work but it still took exactly as long if not slightly longer it takes takes a little bit longer the gas so we do we do we've always done two and a half gallon batches we've occasionally done like a four gallon batch pushing pushing our system um but boiling water with, Push with it to the limits. boiling water with gas is just faster than boiling water with. Now I will say, if we hadn't had the electrical problem, we could have made the time back 
because I time delayed. I time delayed the start, which it does have a nice time delay feature. So if you, what do you mean you time delayed the start? So you can set your water up the night before and then tell it to start eight hours from now. And then when you wake up, your mash water is heating. So if when you are ready to start brewing, it's just time to dough in. You're gonna make up the time you lost because you're not gonna boil as fast. Interesting. You cannot uh, set my gas burner up to auto start, nor should you ever set a I'll gas do whatever burner. The fuck, to- I want, sir. Okay, I just bring your house down. It's fine. I know you're about to sell it. Did you just threaten to burn my house down? No, I threatened that you would burn your house down and oh, do whatever you wanted. That's, I'm honestly surprised that hasn't already happened. I mean, you were just like, yeah, I'm just going to set my propane burner to turn up while I'm sleeping. Yeah. That's great. Man. Auto strike safety. That just sounds... You know what? Uh, your your water heater does it all the time. That is different. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Your water heater is also properly vented. And also was created by a real professional, not me, some hack. I mean, your podcast. propane burner was connected by was created by a real professional, but it was intended to be watched. It says it's quite clearly on the warnings. I um. Yes. Yeah. No, I just. I'm sorry. My. I. I normally I shut my phone off for these uh, episodes. I just got a text message from my girlfriend who's on vacation right now. Uh, she's going to eat two ice creams and I got very distracted because it was on my Fitbit. So it was scrolling very slowly on a, on a thing that's supposed to keep me in shape, Aaron. It's a thing that's supposed to keep me in shape. Well, my girlfriend is telling me. Does your girlfriend have a Fitbit? She does. Hmm. Two ice creams. Is it keeping her in shape? The ice cream? (laughs) That was low blow. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Yana. She doesn't listen to these, right? Sometimes. Oh, shit. (laughs) Two ice creams. You know, you. Live it up, you know. Live it up. She's on vacation. She, yeah, you're on vacation. Live it up. Woman's a doctor. Yeah. God bless. She did the thing. What were we talking about? I mean, this is your job. You're hosting the show. I know, man. So the beer, we just looked at it. It's a lager. Yeah. We, we got it in the chill chest. It's got a nice krausen on top of it. It's uh, it's a bubbling away. It's my favorite uh, It's my favorite thing. It never gets old. The bubbling? No, the but yeah. I just if I see a, an airlock bubbling, it's just my favorite thing ever. Yeah. So we were looking at that yesterday, and you didn't have the cap on the airlock. That's not true. That was a different brew day. No, no, no. Yesterday you didn't have a cap on the airlock. It was just the the airlock. W- you you had the the middle thing. So it's the there have to be words for this, but it's the airlock that has the. Um, yeah, it's this. It's the cylinder that you fill with water, and then you put the little plastic cap on, over the 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 tube that comes out the middle. Yeah, but there's no cap on top of the cylinder. Oh yeah, actually, not, I never put the cap on top of the cylinder. Cause really? It, what the? What's the point? It keeps the no no no. That's very important because otherwise the this thing will rise up above. Oh, you think it'll, it'll, it'll fall off? Well, no, it it won't necessarily fall off, but at some point, did you put the cap on then? No, oh, we should probably fix that. But the logger is not gonna. I mean, it's still on there right now. This, this is this is all me. Like I'm acting like I'm worried. I'm the like most lackadaisical. Fucking let the terroir. Of I didn't the place think. I didn't think about the, I didn't think about the CO two raising the plastic thing above the water level. Well, I mean, and it, it doesn't last long. But like, if you want the perfect beer, well, I mean, gosh, I really don't think. I mean, when we interviewed John Blickman, one of the things that he talked about is how robust beer is and how hard it is for oxygen to get inside of beer. Yeah. Because so we were talking about the beer gun, and he was, you know, I was telling him that, you know, I had some, some people tell me, oh, there's oxygen, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know how hard it is to get oxygen in beer? When you're trying to, like, get beer, like, to ferment well and have good oxygen content, like, you have to buy an oxygen wand to get the oxygen in there. It's not easy. So, I mean, I think that's the... I feel like... If the airlock comes up a half a tick, everything's going to be just fine. Yeah, I uh, to to some degree, and I kind of want to test this. I don't because it gets kind of expensive. I bet Jeremy Zimmerman would uh, would would disagree with your uh, worry about this airlock situation. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not honestly not. I'm honestly not that worried. The be, because, but that's me. Normally, you're the. This I is, am the worrier. This yes. is your beer, and I, I want to see it's this Kelly's beer. beer. This is Kelly's beer, and I think we both want to see the best things happen to Kelly. Well, I mean, it's already a little bit ruined because Kelly likes sweet beer, and it it probably mashed around one forty. Why are you so mean to your wife? I didn't do it. I cannot believe you would just disappoint constantly. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it again, like in a couple weeks. 
I'm excited to try it because this is your first foray into smoked malt. Well, it is my first foray. So, and I think it's going to be interesting because we're going to do a triangle test with, because I'm going to make it, I'm going to probably start another one in two weeks. We're only doing three gallons. So, both of the fermenters will fit into the lagering vessel. Um, so, I'm going to do another one, two weeks, same beer. Sure. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to get the fermentation right on both of them because I'm going to need to be lagering one while I'm fermenting the other and I only have one fermentation chamber, but I think I'll work yeah. that out. Um, Maybe, do you have a freezer, Jason? I have... You have two uh, houses. There's obviously a way we can make this happen. I do have a freezer. If anyone is looking to buy a house in Indianapolis, Indiana, I will. I know a guy Specifically who's selling Earth, uh, one. Yeah. Do you know where the steering is? Because that's not where I live. Why would I publish that on the internet? I'm editing and I'm lazy, so... I don't care. Honestly, you should want to live next to the steering. I still nice. drive... Guy Fieri was on there one time. Yeah, he ate the lasagna. He did. It was the lasagna is not even their best thing. Um, yeah, it's up there. I mean, the the Reuben's the best thing. I mean, everyone's if your place doesn't have a good Reuben, it's not worth shit. Yeah, but they corn their own beef. Dude, oh, they do, and they they cut it thick, which is weird. And I'm I wasn't initially on board because you think a Reuben, you think like thin sliced corned beef. Like deli style, but they cut it thick and they put it on there, and it's the sauerkraut and the Thousand Island. Everything else is pretty standard, but delicious. You're a vegetarian, right? Yeah, no, I haven't eaten meat in about two and a half years. All right, all right. I'm just checking. I lived there for six years. So the uh, so so we can put it in Jason. We'll put it at Jason's old house that he's trying to sell. We'll put it in the in the fridge. Yeah, there. I do. I I, do, I have a freezer there but then that right now. Has two, no two weeks apart, nothing. we'll have the same beer. One mashed at one fifty three, and one mashed uh, maybe like one forty eight, one forty seven, one forty six. We'll never know, and see if we can uh, taste the difference. It'll be an interesting uh, test. But I, I I think that we're gonna lose some sweetness out of this one, which makes me a little sad because Kelly likes sweet smoky things. Speaking of sweetness, let's take a break. I let you leave for one show. Okay, so so you you had one foray into using the anvil system. Yeah, I'm excited for the second by John Blickman. Blickman. By the way, you should buy yourself one and don't don't break it like I probably did. There's no there's no guarantee, and I still think it behooves you to um to try to make sure that it's still broken, that it wasn't dealing with the electrical issues we had earlier. We'll have a sparge next Wednesday, and before now and next Wednesday, I will fill it with ice cold water and tell you what the results are. Well, and I think of of all the people, like if you have to have if you have to contact support somewhere, right? Right. Like like we've literally talked to the man himself. Well, but I didn't want to. I feel like just because we had John Blickman on the show and I have his email address doesn't mean I should email him about my. You don't need problem. to email him, but you know the company's responsive because they're like, no, oh. they're great. I, I sent I, I did I sent a tweet about it, uh, but I haven't heard back. But I will send an email this week to support as well. Um, but I'm probably going to try to fill it with ice cold water and make sure that I'm not the one that's crazy first. Oh. Oh. See so what are you gonna do next? A, a smoked Martin. I just we just talked about it. But I don't want the boring things, Aaron. I want the exciting things. What's the like the like thing that's gonna make me all randy for beer? Well, randy, randy! <laughs> would probably make you randy for beer. That's true. That's um, weird, and I'm so sorry. And your wife is in this. In this establishment that we are at right now, and she just heard us both scream Randy. I mean, I think she knows that we're talking about Randy from from the brewery. I'm very happy that, it, rather than my boner joke. Yeah, we're definitely talking about that. We're talking about Randy from Black Acre. And Randy, by the way, from Black Acre doesn't work at Black Acre. He drinks at Black Acre. <laughs> he drinks at Black Acre on some days. 
Most days. Most most days. Most days. He's a, uh, a welcome and warm presence. I, I think Randy Randy has done what so few people who are craft beer drinkers have done, which is he has a beer named after him at a craft brewery. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the listeners of the show have heard his name before, but just in case you forgot, we wanted to, to let you know what that was about. Bucket list item. You want a beer named Jason? I mean, you already, well, you already have a fucking cocktail named no, after I, you. I feel like uh, uh, Cordial is a pretty good uh, name for a beer. I think it's the beer. first time we've said your last name on the show. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were trying not to say last. No, I feel like Cordial's a good. Uh, it's it's weird. It's weird, Aaron, because everyone calls me by my last name. Mm. But I feel like Cordial is, in fact, a good name for a beer. So maybe we should, maybe that should be next. Maybe we should make a beer that you could call Cordial. Well, yeah. I mean, you you throw cherries in there. You throw some kind of some kind of fruit. You make it really heavy. I think it's got to be a, oh, really it's got it's got to be it's like got to be like a it's like got to be chocolate cherry thingy. Yeah, it's got to be a like liqueur, a like a, like approaching liqueur status. What about this beer just with cherries? This this bourbon barrel aged beer. I don't want to make a bourbon barrel aged beer. Fuck that. I, Two years. I feel like if we made this in the system that we just got. We would make one bomber's worth. Well, no, you'd have to do so. So here's the thing: you can't just make one bomber's worth because the the smallest barrel you can get that I know about is five gallons. So you'd have to do two batches. Well, but you could do wood chips. I'm not doing wood chips. If I'm gonna do, it, I'm gonna do it all the way. Damn. Oh, that's fierce. Yeah, like wood chips. I mean, by the way, no, no insult to anyone who who is out there using wood chips on the yeah, whole scale. Bitches using wood chips no, like but, a bunch of lame. But if I'm gonna make a bourbon barrel aged beer, I'm gonna get a. A five-gallon bourbon barrel age, or a, a five, damn it, I'm going to get a five-gallon barrel that was used to age bourbon, and I'm going to put it in there, and I'm going to put it in there for two years, and about once every quarter, I'm going to brew some top-up beer so that it, the evaporated shit doesn't ruin my beer, and I'm going to see what it tastes like in two years. Interesting. By the way, that's why I'm not going to do it. That's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> that is why uh, craft breweries and just God bless you for making these beers. I I just it's uh there there are still there still remain too many beers to get through. I, I mean I think when when I when we first started homebrewing, when I first started homebrewing, you homebrewed before me. Uh, it was really about like understanding the craft, and then for a very short period of time, it was about making beers I couldn't have out. But that's bullshit. You can get almost anything you want. Yeah. Like, and I don't want like I don't want weird or interesting beers that are either fruited weird or hopped weird like you know what i want i want an amazing west coast ipa you know what else I, you know what else i want i want an amazing just mildly hoppy german pilsner and if you know where to go i don't have to make those it's true By the way, those are both really hard to make they they are i think in some ways one of the things i still appreciate about making beer this is me, is as opposed to you. This is not Aaron speaking. This is Jason speaking. They know. I know, but I just felt weird saying this is me. Mm-hmm. I know it's a turn of phrase, Aaron, but I felt it's a it's a dumb turn of phrase, and I apologize for ever saying it. Damn it, Bobby. <sighs> the 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 interesting thing to me is the exploration and the understanding of the style. Right. Well, I think that's. That's kind of what keeps me going because it's certainly not brewing beer I can't get somewhere else because I can just go to Daredevil who has amazing beer. It's it, it's a thing like uh, occasionally I'll make um, food from a country I've never been to, uh, and it's a way of me trying to explore and enjoy parts of culture that I I was not around that I I cannot know intimately because I'm just not there and I'll never have the time to be there long enough. But I can sort of explore what that was like. I can I can explore other people's traditions through food in the same way that I can explore other people's traditions through beer. Right. And I think for me, um, that's an exciting piece of it. But what kind of keeps me coming back to brewing beer now, like part of me getting the foundry is that I started drinking such good beers that other people were doing. That I couldn't continue to make mediocre beer, and like we made some good beers. Like we we got lucky a couple times. We were using some, you know, some this brew in the bag system, which I think you make good brew in the bag beer. But we weren't always like super vigilant about things. We you got can't a little make lazy. consistent brew in a bag beer. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is is find a system I could use to make consistently good beer, so that it was worth it for me to keep making beer. Because what happened was I made 
We, we probably made 15 beers, and I would say that four of them were like great beers that I would consider like, hey, you could sell this beer. And then 11 of them were like, mm, not that great. And three of those 11 were like, mm, not good at all. So for me to continue doing it, I felt like I just needed a better system. And I think the Anvil Foundry will give me the control I need to make the beers I want to make and make them repeatedly consistent. Yeah. So, Aaron, why did you start brewing? Why did I start brewing? Yeah. Uh, because you started brewing. Um, or, or So, I, I think it's actually an interesting question because uh, brewing requires a lot of things that I don't typically like. I don't like uh, cleaning. I don't like uh, being super precise with uh, cooking and, and things like this. But I do like beer. And, uh, you know, about uh, maybe like 10 years ago, you got mm-hmm. a, we, we, we tried to brew a beer at uh, your house. Yeah. And uh, it went terribly wrong. Uh, we tried to brew a five-gallon batch in a two-gallon pot. <laughs> so we... Which, okay, I... It I was did. an extract batch, and we, we yeah. were going we to boil. We, 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 we basically boiled, we basically put 1.9 gallons in a two-gallon pot and tried to contain the boil, which we mostly did. And then we mixed it with cold... Uh, Cold uh, water, which is not cold, which is yeah. not a uh, it's not unusual to then add cold water after that. No, no, but the because the, the water small. the water cools it down and the water was uh, the water was uh, clean water. Yeah, they, I mean it was out distilled, of a, distilled water uh, out of the out of the out of the jugs. Yeah, yeah. distilled water out of the jugs. Uh, and the, 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 that beer might have been good, but then we put it in your basement and you didn't do shit with it. Uh, yeah, in fact, it sat in the fermenter for a very long time. Right. Um, so. But then uh, a couple years later, um, you know, we uh, I was like, you know, Jason, let's try that one more time. And uh, we we decided to do it. The first beer I made was a red IPA. I thought it was reasonably good. It was an extract beer. A Ripa. That's a rye IPA, I think. What'd you say? A red IPA. Oh, I think I, in fact, both of those begin with R. I was actually just trying to make a regular IPA, but I was using extract and it typically has a regular IPA is also a Ripa. (laughs) Regular IPA. Nice. Well done. Um, but it was the the first beer was good enough to to kind of get me hooked. It was an extract beer, and I was I was going to do one extract, and then and then I found this. I, I think really the reason that I ended up becoming as into brewing as I am, and enough to like ask you to start this podcast with me, mm-hmm. is because brewing a bag was so accessible. I don't know if I would have kept making extract beers. Extract is expensive. Uh, you don't have a lot of control. There's you don't get that cre- smell. There's not a lot of creativity uh, in it for me anyway. I, I felt like I needed to be able to. For better beer or for worse beer, I needed to have con- as much control over the process as I, as I could to make it worth it. That's kind of just who I am. And I read uh, a, a few articles and listened to a few podcasts on brewing a bag right after I made that red IPA extract batch. And I was like, oh, if we can do this for basically under $100 in in, in, in additional investment, then let's mm. fucking do it. And uh, the next beer we made after that... Um, I believe we we did that the the Dolce de Leche stout right after that, and it was probably the best beer I've ever made. It was my second beer, and that's why I brew. It um, there's a certain thing about um, brew days, and this gets even even more even more true when you start doing all grain. Is you can tell what point in the brew day you're at, depending uh, based on the smell. That is surrounding you and engulfing you. And I want, I want each one of those. Brew inside. She's not. So that's that's the other thing is with the anvil system. It's pretty. You could brew inside. Yeah. I mean, there aren't really there. There are no fumes. It's, not, it's all electric. I mean, there's a um, lot of steam. So if if you have an exhaust fan in the room, that's probably better. But yeah, there's a lot of steam. It does. It, it smells up your house real pretty, but it smells up your house real big. Because there are just smells everywhere, and all of those smells to me are intoxicating. They are the smell of the wort and the sweetness, and the grains just engulf you. And by the time you're throwing in hops during the boil, so what you're telling me is we don't actually have to ferment the beer for it to intoxicate Jason. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different kind of intoxication. Are you sure that's not just because you always drink on brew day? What I am sure, Aaron, is I believe it's time. What time is it, Jason? To play tapped on tap. Oh, we're gonna play tap on tapped. I. This is the first time in the history of the pot. No, 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 no. We did a sparge where I didn't know where I actually legitimately played. Didn't know what beers. 
I might actually, I might actually be wrong. My, uh, I think my phone might have died. Your phone died. Do you need my phone? Uh, you know, you, you know the beer, right? I do know the beer. So you can just look up the reviews on my phone. I can look up the reviews on your phone. All right, fantastic. I am going to pull up my web browser, hand you my phone, and uh, we are going to play Tap Untapped. Yeah. So Aaron, Jason. Yeah. So we got a beer. One beer. Okay. What's the information I'm supposed to give you? Uh, everything but uh, so uh, everything in there except things that would obviously give it away. Like I can't know where it was brewed. So okay. if they drank it at the brewery, I'm not allowed to know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but basically everything else, uh, we often describe pictures for people. Okay. So, okay. but you get to know um, where I get to know what badges? Yeah. No, where if it's not a bre- if it's not the brewery where it's brewed. Well, but uh, so you don't get to know where the brewery itself is. Uh, I mean, sometimes we give people. Let, let, let's start. Broad, sometimes we give people uh, an idea that it's a local brewery or something like that. Uh, but you don't have to do that. Actually, you should tell me if it's not a local brewery because I'm assuming that you picked a local beer. It's not a local brewery. Okay. Fuck. Uh, it's a Midwest brewery. It's a Midwest brewery. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I have a guess. Let's play the game. Okay. So Josh B. Josh B. Wait. 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 Hang on a second. I got. I got. I got the wrong. I got. I, I picked the wrong beer. You picked the wrong beer. I, I didn't. Pick Is it still going to be a Midwest beer when you come back? It's it's going to be the same brewery. The same brewery. Okay, but good. I ended up selecting the brewery instead of. Instead of the beer? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. We can wait while Jason reselects the beer for okay. which he will read me reviews. Josh B. will not be joining us uh, with a review today. No, Josh B. can. Josh B. can be befriended by bees. Or Plato's Gravity on Untapped. That's true. Brett W., however. Brett W. Um, drink it. Doesn't say where. Oh, it doesn't say where he drinks it. drinking it in a bottle. Fucking Brett. Drink it in a bottle. Okay. Brett's drinking it in a bottle. Uh, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars, he says. Says shower beers. Shower beers. Yep. Have we had this beer on the, on the tap and tap before? I don't remember. We've had a shower beer reference on Tap on Tap before. Well, that's because uh, alcoholism is a real problem. Okay. Greg T. is uh, drinking it at the main stage Washington County Fair. Washington County Fair, <laughs> the main stage. Washington, what state? Do you know? Can you tell? Uh, I, I I might be able to tell later. Okay. Um, right. But I don't want to leave the page. He says uh, five caps. Five caps, five bottle caps. Five bottle caps. He loves it. 100% love. And his review is, in fact, I love beer. That is the worst review ever. Um, And he could have basically been drinking like Switchel and he he would have given it five caps because he loves beer. (laughs) He loves beer. You know what? Uh, By the way, uh, Jen Jen Roman is that cunt who gets mad at us when we make fun of reviewers. You should know I'm just kidding. Uh, if you still listen, I appreciate it. I I'm not I'm not making well okay. I think it's Kant. I I'm think not, I said her name wrong. I'm Shit. not making I'm not making fun of Greg T. Greg T. I love beer too. I would if I were at the main stage of Washington County Fair, five stars. Uh, so he drink would it, drink again and yeah. probably you know what Jeff T. or Greg T. Greg T. Greg T. Yeah, uh, you probably did drink again because it's a lovely beer. Uh, Jeff H., which is why I got Jeff T. Jeff H. is drinking it at Southside Barbecue. Southside Barbecue. So it's a Chicago beer. Okay, keep uh, going. Earned the Riding Steady Level 2 badge and earned the Land of the Free badge. Land of the Free. Who? Uh, drinking it out of a can. And also, I did not notice there's no review attached to that. So we're going to move on. Oh, okay, good. I got some free information. Okay. Uh, K Ninja. Kate Ninja. Ninja. K Ninja. It's the ninja word Ninja drinkers. preceded by capital letter K. K Ninja. K Ninja uh, was drinking at Pondaseta uh, Brewing Company and says, more like Bud Light Sprite. More like Bud Light Sprite? Yeah. Mm, that throws me off. So that's three. That's three, right? So that's all you get. So she was brewing. So it wasn't brewed at Pondaseta Brewing Company, but Pondaseta Brewing Company sells it. That would be if I read it out loud and was following the rules. I might be faking. 
I mean, I don't know anything about Pontesetta Brewing Company. So if it's a Pontesetta Brewing Company beer, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'd be um, so I, I want to talk it out here. I'm going to talk it out because I, okay. I, I think this is how you play the game well. Uh, and, and I don't think I'm going to get it because I, the, the, the Bud Light Sprite thing really fucking throws a wrench in my guess. Um, mm. So I, I think it's a Chicago beer. Okay. Um, the guess I, I I thought before you started, you and I had a conversation about my favorite beer from my recent trip to the Cubs, and I thought you might mm-hmm. have remembered that, and then they've picked it. But it's definitely not anti-hero by Revolution because those clues don't lead. Me I don't to remember beer. talking about that. Well, I told you about anti-hero by Revolution. Yeah, that's which true. Was my and, favorite beer that I drank when I went to Chicago. We do. We do. In fact, I do go to Revolution every time I'm in Chicago. And you can actually get that beer here. You can get uh, anti-hero. You sure can. You can get fisted by Revolution. Um, but I do believe you Get said you, you you said Midwest, and then yeah. a Southside person drank it. So I'm going to take the context that it is a Chicago brewery. Okay, um, and you know what? I'm going to I'm going to stick with my guess. So so my guess before you said that it tasted like Bud Light Sprite mm-hmm. was that it was a newly uh, w- that it was Goose Island. Okay. Um, I, and and I think the person who said it was Bud Light Sprite is just being a jackass because it was bought by Macros, and I'm going to go with Goose Island IPA. No. Shit. It is not a Chicago beer. Fuck. Why would you say the South Side? Uh, I didn't. Well, that's just the name of the barbecue joint. Lots of places. In fact, most places have Southern Sides. Oh, is that if, how, if, we de- if, we, if we say that things have at least four sides, because that's what people do. Is so. that how geography works? Well, and no. It's all relative, and South is kind of a made-up of concept. But... Uh, this place, there is a Southside barbecue that I'm guessing it could be in Chicago. Could be, but it's not. I don't know if it is. I'm saying that it could, in fact, be, but this is not a Chicago brewery. So you're saying that this beer could be in Chicago, but itself. So, so in fact, I can tell you 100% this beer is in Chicago. Motherfuck. So, um, Jason and I recently went on vacation to. Uh, did we? We did. We went we on vacation did. with. Yeah, it was a family. It was vacation. more of a honeymoon. No. Aaron and I and Kelly. Kelly went too. Fuck. Uh, it's fine. Um, we went on. A, uh, we played so we, many we, people. We, to we vacation played board. With. We played board games. Went to breweries and hiked. It was an amazing vacation. Um, Toby L uh, I, I, is drinking it at a Buffalo Wild Wings and says a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and says. Finally. Is it an 18th Street Brewery beer? No. Fuck. Toby L is drinking it at a Buffalo Wild Wings and says, Finally, it's been checked in. Three caps. He earned the Logger Jack badge. The Logger Jack badge. Level 23. Level 23. This, sir, <laughs> this gent drinks a lot of loggers. Are you just, are you just, did you just, just give me Budweiser? No. What? Okay, okay, I give up. You give up. Yeah. I mean, this is enough guesses. What is Bud guessed, Light Sprite? But is it Bud Light Lime? Yes, of course Mother. it's Bud Light Lime. Of course it's Bud Light Lime. Why would you give me Bud Light Lime? Because. You gave me a really good clue for Bud Light Lime. There is there is a, uh, uh, Aaron, we did at one point in our lives drink uh, Bud Light Lime. No, you did. I always hated lime I, in my beer. I don't hate lime in my beer. I, You know what? I'm not even mad at people who like lime in their beer, but Corona with a lime? Well, first of all, I don't like Corona. It tastes like corn to me, so I don't like it. I don't like, I, I've never liked, even when I drank lots of Coors Light, I didn't want lime in my Coors Light. I did drink lots of Coors Light so much. And also drink Sapporo. I drink the shit out of Sapporo. Yeah, don't put. Why would you put? A, why were you putting lime in Sapporo? No, I'm just talking about the beers I drink that are you know with lighter. lime in it. I know. Why no, I never drink beer with lime. Well, actually, that's not true. I used to go to to a local Mexican restaurant here who would serve Dos Equis dark with a lime, and the lime didn't really affect the flavor of the beer. And I drank a shit ton of that. They would serve it 32 ounces at a time. That sounds lovely. It is. It is, in fact, lovely. Yeah, I, I feel like that maybe, Aaron, honestly, um, a style of beer I would like to approach yeah. is the cerveza. Oh, that's hard, though. I don't think that I care. You don't care that it's difficult to make a good cerveza? I think that that's the reason to do it. Okay, well, let's make a recipe for a cerveza. Would you, would you like... We can't make it for at least nine weeks because we need the the fermentation temperatures to be set for like we we don't have a fermentation table and that's going to need cold fermentation. Would you care to have an off the wall question? Oh shit! It is time for the. What it's is not it? what is really it? time. What is it? What is it, Jason? What is it's it? It's time for the 
Listeners, I, uh, I did not approve whispering, but I did not disapprove it when I said Jason could host a show where he interviews me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not Jason. I'm the ghost at the microphone. <laughs> this is off the wall. Yeah, I, that's not also not a question. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm so sorry. You're not sorry. To make you wait. That's false. That's accurate. Uh, okay, so... Casper. The ghost? Certainly not the mattress. I have one of those. You have a Casper mattress? Certainly do. Oh my god, how is it? I mean, lovely. Oh. Oh. Kelly doesn't like it. I like it. It's firmer than she wants. Oh, well, that seems like she's complaining about getting good sleep. No, I mean, I'm. she's small and I'm fat and I like a firm mattress. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't, I'm learning things about mattresses that I didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. We haven't asked anything yet. That's true. Casper. Casper, the ghost. Casper's a ghost. What kind of ghost is he? He's a purple ghost. That's not true. That's No, that's the mattress. No, the, the mattress is not purple. I own one. I promise you it's white. Oh, purple is a different kind of mattress, isn't it? Purple mattress? I think so. No, Casper's purple. You know why Casper's purple? You know, people are always like super all about the white purple ghost thing. Purple are all about the white ghost things. Purple. People people really think that ghosts are white and they are they are in fact purple. Well, I guess if the ghost was white in life, like if it's a white dude or a white woman or somewhere in between, then it's a white ghost. So in a sense, I'm suggesting you, I don't think that's true. Are there black really? ghosts? And uh, Yeah, I mean, if you're a black person, you die, you come back as a ghost. I, you're a black ghost. That would make sense. I, I, I don't like where this well, is headed. I don't, I don't like the idea that you lose, you lose yourself after death. I'm okay. Are, is yourself identified by your skin tone? No, but I think I think all your entire sum. I think the entire summation of you as a living thing is you. I think you are defined as the summation of like how you look and how you act and who you are. So you're suggesting that I'm referencing an, uh, the ghost of an eggplant. Yes, a purple ghost, or the grimace. The grimace, grimace's <laughs> ghost is purple. If the grimace's ghost is purple. Um, no, so Casper. Casper. Is a, is a ghost. Is a ghost. Friendly ghost, yeah. right? You like it as a kid? I, I did like Casper. That's not a. That's not the off-the-wall question. That's no. a normal question that friends would ask each other. Did you like cartoons as a kid? I didn't like cartoons, but I did like you Casper. You did like Casper conceptually or just... No, it was a friendly ghost. I thought it was a good idea. Okay. It's still not the off-the-wall question. I don't know why the, que- the question is... Should be me. Your house is haunted. Okay. Aaron. That's a, that's a, not a question. That's an, that's an assertion. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is there a yet a question no no I just <laughs> I just thought you should you thought I would talk no I'm waiting for the no I, I thought you should know oh my house is haunted yeah oh that's great <laughs> I don't think so I think I think it's just the wind oh it does make weird noises oh the back door opens sometimes that's uh, that's a thing that happened wait really well, I mean, the back—it's wind. Like seriously, like, you—you have a garage that leads to the back door. Well, how is wind getting through your garage doors? I don't always close the garage door. I'm irresponsible. That sounds like a ghost, sir. No, it's it's a cat. Who do you think it is that's haunting your house? Oh, who do I think it is? Well, so the the previous owner passed away in this house. Okay. So I mean, I'm guessing it's her. All right. Well, if she's she haunting was. it. I don't know, but she was a pack rat, so she's probably mad that we don't have a bunch of shit. Uh, I hope my neighbor doesn't listen to this podcast because it was her mom. They like live next to each other. Man. I just called her mom a pack rat on radio. Yeah. I mean, that's a real weird thing to like. I've never seen her brewing, so I'm pretty sure we're safe. (laughs) (laughs) She could have a, she could have a foundry and be brewing inside though. I don't know. She might be. Yeah. She's probably not. I'm guessing not. Probably in there packing things, packing rats. Yeah. So am I mistaken about what that phrase means? Packing rats? Uh, I don't know what that phrase means. So <laughs> I, I don't know what you think it means, nor do I know what it means. So I'm not a, an authority on the subject of okay. your authoritiness on pack rats. My authoritiness th- my is authoritiness. A, you can check authoritiness in the shotes. That's a that's term. a thing that'll be on Urban Dictionary tomorrow, along barley with wine. vestigial tale. Yeah, barley wine is fun. You guys should drink some. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
No, it was good. Uh, actually, do you have any final thoughts about this beer? It was incredibly tasty. Yeah. Um, it was a bourbon barrel aged barley wine. That my God, had, you're, like you're reading the label. It had enough bourbon barrel aged character to make me know that it had been aged in a bourbon barrel, but it didn't hit me over the face. Uh, it wasn't overly hot, and I wish their bottle wasn't empty. That's accurate, yeah. Yeah, that's my final thoughts on that beer. Yeah. You excited about next episode? I'm excited, but uh, we don't have a next episode planned, Jason. Yeah. I mean, we have a next episode planned, but it's not going to be the next episode our listeners here because it's not until July 12th. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about it yet. Really? No. Uh, well, all right. So, but the next episode, if if, uh, if you homebrew and you're awesome, you should uh, reach out to us. We might interview you. That's true. Uh, anyone who uh, wants to come on the show can reach out to Aaron through, let me, hold on, I'm going to look up his phone number. That's incorrect. 915-555-7555. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. However, how can they reach us, Jason? Huh? How, how can they reach us? I don't know. You're better. You're, you're better at this. I'm, I'm realizing that I'm really bad at. Uh, I mean, it's on you. This is this is your episode. Uh, you can reach out to us through Twitter, Untapped, uh, Facebook. Uh, we don't check the Facebook that much. You can uh, get get at us on email. Yeah, how do you email you us? Want? Uh, podcast at platosgravity dot com. That's fucking the way to do yeah, it. I, I believe we're at uh, Plato's Gravity on Twitter. That's and it. Untapped. Yep. Facebook. I have no idea. We're, well, I mean, we're Plato's Gravity on Facebook, but I'm basically rooting Facebook out of my life, and I'm the one who checks it. So if you reach out to us there, you probably won't hear from me. Yeah. If you send us a Pony Express, then um, I know where the local stop is, so I will stop there and pet the horses because horses are animals and need petted. And if you send us a carrier pigeon that's really weird because that carrier pigeon had to have been ours originally why are you why do you have our pigeons they only go back to where they started at it's bizarre um if you would like to write us fan fictions uh just you really send, are better at this than i am i don't know why i've always insisted on doing just send that uh, just send that fan fiction to me yeah. Um, yeah, you can send it to podcast at platosgravity.com and then I'll say, yeah. oh, Jason, this is obviously for you. Read it. It's fan fiction about Aaron and me in a steamy room doing weird stuff. The sauna at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? You're gonna just let yeah. go quiet? Yeah. Are you going to end the show now? Huh? Uh, in the meantime... Watch air and stare at you in silence. Brew some beer and have some fun. This is